Welcome to a belated edition of Off the Record. We're running a little late tonight. Howie, something you know a lot about. I had a, a beginning band concert tonight. Yeah, yeah, family comes first always, you know. Especially yeah. With it being our first concert, you sure don't want to miss that. Oh, uh, they did great. They had a little fall one, but they really didn't know how to play their instruments. They really kind of played music tonight. Our buddy, our old friend Jeremy Johnson, is going to be joining us here shortly. But on off the record tonight, we're going to talk a little AEW, a little controversy with the WWE, and we're going to talk about a living legend coming back to the ring one more time. A little bit of Jim Crockett promotion. Who would have thought we'd been talking about that in 2022? Uh, not me, not me. I'm, I'm worried about it. And I, I'm going to say my piece here in a few minutes when uh, Jeremy gets on. But uh, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not completely sure. I'm comfortable with this, so we'll see. Um, I don't want to get into it yet, but let's just uh, say, "Woo!" is coming back. All right, right let's uh, let's get. There's our boy. Perfect. We've been waiting on you, my friend. Hey, sorry about that, guys. Uh, I just—I was playing with the grandbaby, and I saw the text. I was like, "Oh, I gotta go." Yeah, well, I was listening to a six-year-old play Queen till about five minutes ago. Yeah, uh, it was uh, a fun night over at the Cunningham house. I just broke my. Just hold on. I picked that up to bring you on. I'm glad I'm not. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I done broke my uh I done broke my I done broke my stuff. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. We've been waiting on you to discuss this. July yeah. 30 31st, I believe it is. Part of Starcast. Yeah. 73 year old. Woo! <laughs> Nature boy, Ric Flair, plans to wrestle another match. Now, what originally was leaked in the press, what it would be, Flair and FTR versus Steamboat and the Rock and Roll Express. Since then, Steamboat has stepped out, said he wasn't going to be part of it. What was your gut reaction? We'll start with you, Jeremy, when you heard Ric Flair to wrestle again. Well, just to be quite honest with you, uh, no surprise. I, I really, no surprise. Um, I, I I knew he was working out. You, the uh, video I, of, I, of him and Jay Lethal made its rounds a few weeks ago. Yeah, I knew he was working out. Uh, let's just face it. And, and you know, I I am the biggest Ric Flair fan Woo! there is. I I love him. I, I think he's awesome. But to me, he he is a glory hog, or a, he he wants that attention. That's just him, and that's fine. That's what makes him that's him. Yeah, that's who he is. And you know, so it wasn't no surprise. I mean, gosh, I saw the guy deadlift 600-something pounds, you know. I think that may have been before his illness, but, I mean, it's no surprise. All right, Howie, how do you feel about him actually getting back in the ring? It's kind of like Jeremy said, you know, he, he loves the spotlight. Never, I don't know if I offered the podcast today or I listened to it today. The big fan, mm-hmm. Conrad, he mm-hmm. said, money he don't need nothing but right. the glory all he wants is the glory mm-hmm. spotlight yeah and be the man you got to be rick flair and to be rick flair you got to be the man and get the spotlight mm-hmm. all right guys i'm gonna throw a couple of proposals out there we are going to talk about some other stuff here in a minute i'm gonna give you both a choice here let's say rick flair in a six-man tag with ftr 
versus the Rock and Roll Express, and let's say it ends up being Stink or somebody that's from his past. Does that interest you more than Flair managing FTR, Tully Blanchard showing up with someone, managing them after they left FTR, uh, maybe a six-man tag where Art had a tag, uh, brings a team into it. You know, was there an angle besides him getting into the ring that would have intrigued you more, Jeremy? Not, no. No, to me, to me, it's going to be the spectacle of seeing a, a 73-year-old. Now, let's, let's just be clear, though. This guy, he is a freak of nature. 73 years old. He has lived the life. I mean, he has drank every night, stayed up all night, wrestled every day, been struck by lightning, been in a plane crash with a broke back, been almost almost dead, you know. Uh, listen, I, it's like a car crash. I can't. I don't want to take my eyes off of it. I want to see it. You know, I want to see what he does. And and I've seen Morton and Gibson work. They can still work. And the the, the thing I the thing that excite the the reason I think it's going to work. If it was him in a one on one match with somebody, no. But it's a six man tag, so they're going to set this up perfectly, so that you're going to have that moment with him and Ricky Morton. And he's not having to carry the load. You got FTR, who, in my opinion, are two of the best wrestlers workers there are. Uh, so I no nothing. I I want to see it. <laughs> well, the, the, let's just make it clear, too, Howie. Jerry Lawler still is an active competitor at seventy-two, and not just one off. Jerry probably wrestles, I would say, twenty or thirty times a year. Bill Dundee just wrestled last weekend. Wow. Is 78 years old. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson was still going around the country until a few months ago. Ricky Gibson is, or Ricky Morton is 65 years old, which I did not realize until we started to record this. Flair's not the only guy doing this, Howie. I don't remember the exact age, but didn't Bullet Bob Armstrong wrestle when he was like Mm -hmm. 80? Was he eighty? He was eighty. Yeah, it's it's entertain. It's going to be entertaining, and I think that two people is going to come out smelling like roses on this, unless something happens to Flair. Uh, one Flair is going to come out being like the new king of wrestling because he did a match <laughs> at the age with had. Two Conrad Thompson because the last Starcast did not profit very well because a lot of people didn't show up. But with this happening, both of them could come out yeah. on like roses. Yeah. Is just to clarify, is the flare match the same night as SummerSlam or is it a different night? It's the night after. It's on Saturday night. What's I mean or Sunday night. It's on Sunday. Su- yeah. Yeah. So SummerSlam's on Saturday night. Okay. So no competition from the WWE. And uh, where's it being held? Do we know that? It's at the Nashville Fairgrounds. So, see, 5,000 people. Right. Do right. you expect it to be sold out? Yes. Yes. I do. No question. I mean, you, I'm going to say if you're not on there at 12 o'clock tomorrow clicking to buy the tickets, I'm going to say by 1230, you won't, get, you won't have a ticket. Have they announced now, any other cards? So, so here's something. I don't want to interject here prematurely, but here's something I did learn. So StarCast, the tickets go on sale tomorrow, the 20th. So you can buy a single day right. or you can buy the weekend pass with a band. It's the meet and greet and all that. I did learn this today that the tickets for the actual wrestling match on Sunday will go on sale next Friday. Okay. As a as a separate 
yeah, I did. I did hear that today. So it'll be treated separately, even though it's on the same weekend. It won't be a part of that Starcast uh, weekend uh, band like that ticket. So yeah, I heard the same thing today too. I just I thought both tickets went on sale tomorrow. But to answer your question, Randy, I haven't heard any more matches yet. But they said that they were going to try to announce some in the next couple. Yeah. So I did. I did hear there would be seven matches. So pretty interesting. It'll be a good card, I'm sure. All right. So let's talk about nostalgia. For me, oh, being at Nashville Fairgrounds is a historical site. Gulas Welch Wrestling for years ran the fairgrounds. I grew up with the fairgrounds. I I thought they would do it at the Memorial Auditorium. But it being at the fairgrounds even adds a little more to it, Jeremy. Yeah, some nostalgia for sure. And I, I think that, yeah, you know, Conrad, I think that's kind of his goal. Because, you know, the say it's going to be, it's going to be the J- Jim Crockett promotions say it. Uh, it's actually going to, that match and that uh, that wrestling event is going to be under that Jim Crockett promotion banner. Jason David yeah, David Crockett is going to be probably, I'm assuming, I didn't hear, but I'm assuming he'll be, Tony Schiavone will be joining David Crockett to call the matches, which to my, those two were great. So, nostalgia for sure. Do you think AEW was offered to be part of this on some level? I mean, FDR is AEW talent. AEW is going to have to sign off on some of the stuff. They'll some mm-hmm. the- um, like FTR thing and all that. So, you know, and also um, if Tully's still under contract with AEW, he'll have to sign yeah. off. Four Horsemen is actually going to be there at the yeah. night before. Yeah. All yeah, four will be on stage. Now, which four? Is it the all of, Wendell, Wendell well, Horsemen? Yeah. yeah, I think, it, well, you throw JJ in there too, so there'll be five of them on stage. So that's that's pretty saw, awesome. What I saw was going to be a, a Luger is going to be there too. Wow. And, and of course, that's Arn Anderson has a major backstage role in AEW. Tully mm-hmm. Blanchard, that's on air talent in AEW. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw, I've uh, been watching some of the dark. Tully uh, actually has a new client in AEW after FDR fired him. So, wow. So there's some stuff coming up there. All right, what would you like to see? I mean, I have an opinion. I'll give, I've kind of let y'all talk. I'm going to give you my opinion a little bit here. The underneath card has got to be pretty good. You can't just throw trash on there and it live up to the expectation to me. I think I would like to see a mix of younger and older talent maybe working together. Give me someone like classic like a I, I, let's think of somebody uh give me give give me jerry lawler working on the card but put him against somebody like darby allen or, or, <laughs> wow. or something crazy you know uh jerry lawler versus dan housing i don't know uh I, I, what do you think what do you want to see I'm trying to think of some of the JCP people back in the day that still could actually do some wrestling. Well, uh, there's a few. What? Yeah. what you know, I know Conrad and them has been in contact with uh, uh, Nikita Koloff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikita is still young compared to these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. On the go, and so you know, he's got these connections that could possibly bring some of these people back. If, if nothing else, just for a promo. Yeah. Yeah, the only person the only person I could think of that still I mean, I do know and we mentioned names that are still wrestling, but the last time and things may have changed, but at one point uh Jimmy Valiant was still wrestling. <laughs> so as of a few years ago. So I think of him, I think of George South, uh who, George you know, South of course would be a great one. Great wrestler. Of course he never was a star really, but he, he was a 
you know, I mean, he's a great wrestler and, you know, he does a good job training people. But uh, he was actually on NWA Power a few years ago, uh, wrestled a couple matches. What if they brought somebody like Tessa Blanchard, Tully's daughter that we haven't seen forever, in a, a one-off match, you know? <laughs> Tessa, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> uh, you know, her little backstage and some of the stuff went on, I think it's really derailed her because, I mean, she is legit. Right. Yeah. Okay, as far as JCP people go, bring people back, you got to feel like they're going to try to bring Baby Doll back. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Wrestles uh, hey. or not, she'll a promo or something. Just be a valet to walk somebody to the ring. Well, who better than to walk Ric Flair to the ring? Well, yeah. I do. I do think. Um, I do think that uh, George or Michael, Michael Houston, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts' brother is still Sam out. Houston. Sam Houston. Yeah. yeah. I think he still wrestles every now and then. Uh, I was trying to think. There's somebody else that I I'm blanking on. I mean. Technically, you could get somebody that was really young in those early WCW days, uh, DDP. I, he just worked not long ago. Yeah. So, um, I, I've got it. I, I wish, I wish, I don't want him to wrestle. I wouldn't want him to wrestle, but the one that could just stick his head in and say hi, that would just bring the place down would be if Harley Race could just be there in person. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I miss Harley. He was, he was great. Terry Funk. <laughs> oh my gosh, Terry Funk. He he'd still try. He <laughs> do something. Hey, what about? I've got another name, and and of course they they wouldn't wrestle. Uh, but when I think about you know 1986, which was. 86, 87, 85, right in neighborhoods where I was really into the NWA. Uh, what about Jim Cornette? As a, I, I mean, he cut a promo for sure. <laughs> I, I, I'd drive over there to see Cornette with Rick Flair. He's a heel. <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be awesome if they could get Cornette in there somehow. But, uh, you know, <laughs> y'all listen to the Cornette podcast. Y'all know yes. he's not going nowhere because he's, he's stuck at uh, Castle Cornette and he's not leaving that place. Yeah. Rick and Scott Steiner. I'm looking at a list. Uh, they're somewhat still active. What about bringing Teddy Long in as a referee? Hey, there you go. Dollar, dollar, dollar bill. <laughs> if you could get him out of retirement, I don't think he would, but Booker T could work a match. Right oh, now. Yeah. I know the WWE's yeah. offered him stuff just recently. Yeah. yeah, there's guys that have retired and, and, and been out for years that but they're still <laughs> they're still in very good shape. And Booker T's one of them. Uh, would you be surprised to see Arn Anderson's son on the card somewhere? Mm-mm. No. I think I that would, would be. Yeah. You know, all the connections that Conrad's got with AEW and, and everything, you can – I really feel like you can expect some of their younger talent to be mm-hmm. there, you know, doing some of this stuff. To get them yeah. some exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, 5,000 seats and, and like how we said, it's probably it's gonna sell out. I have no doubt about it. So that would that would be pretty cool um, to see a couple of those guys, you know, get a get that opportunity right there. Brock Brock is you know he's almost the spitting image of Arn. He just has a little more hair. I don't think he's quite as big as Arn was at you know in his prime. But uh, wow. The first time I get saw him give one of those spine busters, man, I was like, ah, oh, yes. All right, before we get away from this, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one more thing out at y'all about this and see see what you think. 
if it's done right, it's glorious. But what if something goes wrong? Is there a, is there something in the back of your head that goes, what if something goes wrong? No. Not for me. Well, take care of Flair at every turn, of course. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Even in his prime, he wasn't he wasn't executing any tope suicidas. <laughs> so, I mean, and I listened to the podcast today uh, as Howie did, and and you know he's trained. He's been training with with uh, John Cena's trainer at Hard Knocks, and they've set his limitations as far as or set his, you know, kind of his ceiling, so to speak, as far as his cardio and physical, I, they're going, they're not going to do anything crazy. He, I mean, look, he's going to go in there and he's going to chop. He's going to woo. He might throw a few punches and he's going to apply figure four somewhere. I mean, that's, that's the, it. You two is, you're going to say, you're saying they, they, they. <laughs> throw Rick Flair. You don't know what Ric Flair is going to That's do. That's true. Well, you're true. <laughs> no one has been able to control it. <laughs> man that's 70-something years old that's got a pacemaker that's wanting to get in there and wrestle. Mm. And once the blood gets to flowing and 5,000 people <laughs> and all that, you never know what to do. You'll get a shot of adrenaline, man. <laughs> Oh how man! About, how about a Jay Lethal doing his Ric Flair somewhere that? Oh, day? that's got to happen, man. <laughs> hey, look to this day, to this day, and I I missed out on a lot of wrestling, you know, back in the nineties and stuff. But for my entire wrestling viewing experience, that segment with him and Flair in TNA is the best segment. I've ever seen a rest. I laughed uncontrollably. <laughs> you can't do me. You can't do me. Flair <laughs> said the other day that was impromptu. It wasn't really supposed to happen that way. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I've heard that from him and from Lethal that he was scared because he came up to him and said, "All right, I want to hear it, kid." You know, and he was afraid. You know, he consider it disrespectful uh of course he loved it and that's what spurred all that on you know for them to use it uh wow <laughs> i laughed just thinking about it all right randy well, you had uh issues with kind of what's going to happen so let's hear your part of it I, have y'all either one of you ever seen the movie the wrestler <laughs> yes i feel like <laughs> i'm living the freaking wrestler right now it, it is and I guess my concern is what I've heard from some of his family. I think Charlotte has been the most vocal person against this. And it's almost like, okay, who's really got his best interest? Mm-hmm. If you tell me he can go in here, I love Conrad, don't get me wrong. But without Conrad Thompson, this ain't happening. Yeah. On the other side of it, his daughter is very against this. So you've got Conrad, his son-in-law, versus his daughter, and I just hope it don't cause a conflict in the family. Sure. I hope it's done good enough. I also, I don't find it strange. He got divorced. He started running around the country with a 30-year-old woman. He decides he's going to do one more match. <laughs> Leaves his wife. Hell, this is Ric Flair, nineteen eighty-five. I don't know what I'm hey. talking about. It. The nature boy. <laughs> He's- I read. I read something today where Conrad was kind of against it as well. Mm. I mean, yeah, it, it's because Conrad. Then <sighs> on the flip side, I also heard that Conrad was kind of Rick. I, I read. One article that said Conrad said in private he was going to do it either way, and at least this way it's controlled. Yeah. So my fear is he takes off, and next thing we hear, he's in Saudi Arabia 
trying to go 60 minutes because he, he's no. crazy enough to do it. <laughs> you, know, you know, the thing that I guess, you know, you have folks, it's like, oh, this is pitiful. Well, number one, I'm glad that he doesn't need the money, right? I'm glad he's not out there I'm still trying to, to do this for the money. Yes. A few, I, years, a few years ago, Jeremy, he did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and any of the, any of the guys, any of these guys, it 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 bothers me, you know, that they are having to go out and do that. Now, a lot of it's their own fault, but the the other thing is, is for him to be, you know, almost almost to have died and had to fit. I mean, to me, I'm I'm looking at it as maybe it's a goal for himself that he's just trying to overcome. You know, you know what I mean? To just prove yeah, that, Lawler, hey, I overcome. Lawler died on air. He did. Yeah, and I was watching that night. Yeah. So. Uh, I just want him to be safe, Jeremy. That's the all. Yeah. Thing. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've already told people at work that if something happens to Ric Flair, I got through, I got at least three days bereavement. I mean, I, I, That's I, don't, I don't want to have to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. He, heck, the way he's going, he may outlive us all. <laughs> but you got to realize, Ric Flair is going to be the end of all former professional athletes being able to go back and do that thing one more time that they that he wants to do that all athletes wants to do. You know? Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Heck, I. Heck, I'd like to be able to start for shooting guard from Chicago <laughs> Bulls tomorrow. Yeah. Heck, I'd like to be able to do some of the things I did 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> I'd like to just wear the pants I did last time. There's about eight inches of stomach that I couldn't get across that I did last time Flair wrestled. Mm. Hey, before we get off the subject, I want to say something, too, about somebody that was in the horseman with Flair. If you're a, a man of faith, and, and I love Jesus, I may cuss a little, but I love him. Uh, throw out a prayer for Steve McMichael. Yeah. Uh, Mongo needs to, his body needs to die because his heart and mind already has. So yeah. he's in pitiful shape, folks. And if you haven't seen it, I don't think, I don't think I'd tell you to go look at the pictures. I didn't, I accidentally clicked on one. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. It, it's bad, Jeremy. It's hard to see. I, I've, I've seen some, some footage or seen some pictures and, it, it really is because, I mean, I, I I don't remember McMichael in the ring because that was uh, kind of in the period where I, I – I've God, a football beast. Gosh, on the football field, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, it, it really is. It's it's hard to see that. Uh, it but he sure he surely does. It is tough. All right, guys. I uh, didn't mean to bring us down, but I want to switch gears. And, and I, I – and I, I – I am still torn on the flare thing. We might have to do another show. I'm still, I'm still emotionally processing it, boys. I don't. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna take the time to tell one Rick Flair story. <laughs> when we were uh, working, I was. I got a job through a guy named Todd. Todd was a student over at UTC, and he knew Doug Dillinger, who was the head of security for uh, WCW. And Todd got me hooked up where I could work shows. And I would work backstage and I'd get to go in. I got to roll around the ring with a few of them, you know. Nice. Uh, one night here in Chattanooga, um, the rule was if you were there, a lot of times the guys would send you to the store and you'd buy beer for them. That was part of your job. Well, Flair, one night, he gets me and I, I'm – First of all, I'm talking to Ric Flair. You can imagine how I, I'm, I'm acting. I mean, if he had probably told me this, join the Ric Flair Kiss My Butt Club, I would have. Flair hands me a 50, says he wants a six-pack of Mick Ultra, which at the time was probably one of the most expensive beers. So I went to the store, bought a six-pack with his $50, and the rule was you put the change inside the bag because I didn't want to deal with you handing on change, you know. So I had Flair some some something to drink. We lost Jeremy. Jeremy, you still there? I am. And, uh, I came back and I gave it to Flair 
He looked up at me. He reached in the six pack, took one beer out, handed me the $43 and the other five beers back and said, thank you. <laughs> that was Ric Flair. Seven days a week, 365 days a year. If the the kids that would be working would be fighting at the door when Flair would come in because you knew if he if you were one lucky enough to get to carry his bag, you're gonna get a twenty dollar bill. You know, yeah. you, you carry somebody else's bag, you'd get a grunt, and put it down over there, and nothing. If you got Flair's bag, twenty dollars. I remember one night he gave he uh he bought everybody backstage food. Like there's no catering. And he sent somebody out and bought everybody in the backstage food. It wasn't the best food, but it's what he could get at eleven o'clock at night. So Flair's mm-hmm. awesome. Flair's a good guy, man. Great guy. Uh I love you, Rick. Don't get killed in the ring. <laughs> Please. Please, God, no. Watch the wrestler. Don't come off the top row. We don't need another Randy the Ram. So so All I right. do want to say something about the wrestler, Randall. If I'm remembering okay. correctly, we don't know what the end was. We, no. it, we, we don't know that Randy the Ram actually died. So, it, so I, I just want to point that out. If he didn't die... <laughs> I wasted some tears in the movie theater. That's all I, <laughs> I know I cried too. <laughs> the, the the Guns and Roses stripper was backstage waiting on him. All he had to do is not get killed. You're trying to make <laughs> me cry now, aren't you, Jeremy? There, there you go. I'm about to tear hey, up right now. What Ernest the Cat Miller good in that movie? He was the bad guy. Yeah. He was he was really really good in that movie. All right, now I'm gonna deal with some stuff. Now I'm I'm worried about Flair, but this has actually got my blood pressure up. <laughs> I love pro wrestling, but I'm not gonna be breaking any news, and I'm not gonna be on John. I'm not gonna be on Jim Cornette's podcast. Oh, this guy in Chattanooga was on there telling secrets. But folks, the results and the outcomes are predetermined. If you didn't know that. I'm sorry. Turn it off. Turn it off. Get it off. So, we have great athletes making thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars that starts out of the backstage because they don't like the storyline. So, the story breaking out of the WWE is Naomi and Sasha Banks were supposed to be part of a six-pack challenge to name the number one contender to Bianca Belair. The story is, and I don't know 100%, but it's been told several places, that Naomi was scheduled to win the six-pack challenge by beating Sasha Banks, and then Bianca Belair was going to beat Naomi they felt like that disrespected the tag team p- titles. But, hey, I saw Ricky Morton lose to uh, Ric Flair in 1985 after a great match. The tag team champ don't beat the world champ. That don't happen. Mm-hmm. Come on. Great right. match. But Ricky, Ricky Morton ain't beating Ric Flair. Mm-mm. And supposedly now the WWE, the fellow performers are hot. And um, and I'm hot because I love the business, and I'm not a WWE guy. But you don't walk out and say, oh, I just didn't want to do the storyline. Because, one, you expose everything that's even minutely still. I, I, how he saw me do it. I've walked into a show, and I can make it as real as I want in my head still. But when you start doing what she done, it makes it a little less real to me. Yeah. Jeremy, what was your gut reaction when you heard this story? Uh, <clears throat> a little surprised. Uh, you know, I could see someone, you know, saying, hey, I, you know what, I'm done. I won't release. I'm not down with what's okay going with on. But to do it 
in the in the show during the show even i mean look it worked out i love jeff hardy jeff hardy walked out in the middle of a match uh hey which hey look if you're gonna do it do it that way i mean at least there's entertainment value you know we're just hearing stories it would have been kind of cool to me if they just walked out mid-match but uh Uh, did several years ago but I can I can see both I can see the frustration I can see how there'd be a frustration because I feel like Sasha Banks Banks is as good a female wrestler as there is and uh, better than Bianca Belair who is the Tennessee graduate who is supposed to be great and I don't yeah. get her I love Sasha Banks yeah it and, and and Naomi she's underrated in my opinion. You know, but I I just don't see. To me, it seems like there this has been simmering, so to speak, for quite some time. I think we, I've in the past several years, you've heard of Sasha being a, not unhappy with you know creative or whatever you would call it. But I just I in my if I if I feel like I'm being underutilized or not being utilized correctly in the job that I have now. I'm either going to get my head right to accept it and make it work, right? Uh, or I'm going to wait my contract out and, and say, hey, look, you know, it's just not working for me. I think I, I, think I need to move on. Uh, okay. and I'm, not do, I'm not doing it that way. Uh, that's no different than me, you, or Howie what, just – Middle of the day, we're walking out of our job saying, you know, forget it. Well, Howie walks out of podcast all times, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Howie uh, and Jeremy, I'll get your input on this too. Ronda Rousey showed up and put everybody in the pecking order down one because mm-hmm. it is Ronda Rousey. Bianca Belair has passed Sasha Banks by. Uh, uh, there's somebody else. Who else am I missing? Bianca Belair, B- Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has blown up to be the, and and you know what? She's lost in creative right now. She's kind of lost her, okay. her her direction. So all those girls kind of passed her by. But but how are you, isn't that the kind of project that Vince McMahon a year from now takes back and he lets gives her something in return and says, all right. You're going to beat Becky and 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 Ronda in a three way match and be the world champion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's done it in the past with mm-hmm. Sasha Banks because she's got upset before yeah. and walked out and left. Yeah. And I saw what the main event was going to be on Raw with it being the uh, six man, six person uh, match. And I saw Sasha and Naomi, and I'm thinking, why are the tag team champions in that match? Yeah. Or a title shot when they've already got tag titles. Right. Yeah, you know it, it's to me it's strange, but with them walking out, hey, they're getting paid tons of money. Do it. Well, it's not going to hurt you. Go ahead. Yeah. Do it. That's well, you know one of the one of the great example of that Dustin Rhodes, Howie, he did some things as gold dust. I don't know right. if he was comfortable with, but he also needed to make a living for his family. I don't know if Sasha Banks needs the money like Goldust did at the time. Is it that they're so successful now they get a little spoiled? Oh, absolutely. It's like what we were talking uh, last week on our Falcons uh, draft show with Deion Jones signed the big contract and he hadn't done nothing since. The wrestlers are the same way. You know, they think they've got it so rough, but I've heard Ric Flair talk about wrestling uh broadways uh eight straight days nine or a a solid that you know and sometimes doing it twice on sundays at two different locations you know Mm -hmm. got it back they they should have done it back then there's so many stories of flair and harley race going night to night 30 nights out of the road i mean they were the world champion jeremy Mm mm-hmm yeah, it was a whole different ball game back then. You know, I, I think, you know, all of us, I think it, no matter what our field or whatever our, you know, vocation is, if we're not careful, I think we get complacent. And, yeah. you know, this could have been, I mean, 
maybe they got complacent and maybe you know if if you got the right mentality you take this say okay this is a wake-up call here you know what i'm i'm slacking you know because i believe if you if you know of course you i nobody else on this podcast has been a wrestler but i believe if you're hungry and you're working on your craft and you're contributing to i think you're going to find have a place and you're going to be and you can get over uh, you know and i i've heard this and y'all have heard this too you can you can lose a match and still get over as long as you elicit some type of response from people whether it's booze or cheers or both that's good <laughs> the the tough thing is if when you got crickets when you walk out that's so true. i i yeah I don't know. This is a good time for them. I mean, she like like how he said they probably make. She's made a lot of money. Uh, doesn't need the money. So dog's cousin uh, still. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I just know I I wouldn't walk walk out of a job. I would work out a notice or you know negotiate a release, whatever. Well, let me ask y'all this. Did Vince bring this to itself by bringing her back a few years ago when she'd done this once before? Said a bad president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Did, did Sasha think, hey, I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Nothing will happen. And I, I had thought about that. With Look, being married to one of the Usos, well, mm-hmm. they're touchable right now in the WWE. Yeah. So he thinks, well, he's got my back, so we're good. Yeah, I think you're right. I hadn't thought about I, that. Now you brought up something about the tag teams being in that match. You know why even have belts if there's no real emphasis on those on those belts? Why 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 have a if you know if there's no emphasis on the U.S. title why you ha- why have it or the Intercontinental or the the women's tag team. I mean, if you're not going to put any effort into developing storyline, you know, setting up matches, uh, don't don't have it. You know, don't don't have it. It's just a way. It's more for you to have to, you know, deal with. Just don't have them. Uh, uh, I don't see why they couldn't have a viable storyline of some type, you know, uh, going. For these ladies, because hey, look, every every lady I have no, I have yet to watch a one of the ladies that work in the WWE just have a bad match. I have not. I've seen some that are, you know, uh, but the other night I watched Ronda and uh, Raquel Rodriguez now, and I thought they both did great. I thought it was good. Good showing, and she's going to be the next one. I mean, they're going to push her, obviously, because she had a really good showing against Ronda. She's a big girl, too. Oh, yeah. Big, beautiful girl. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Before we go with last 10 minutes or so, appreciate you jumping on here. I had not a lot prepared, and y'all have filled it in beautifully. <laughs> Hey, you got if you got me on, there's gonna be something to talk about, buddy. <laughs> AEW's got a pay-per-view coming up, and, and let me I have been the biggest AEW proponent since day one. I am the original AEW guy. <laughs> They've lost their way a little bit right now, Howie. The, they're kind of wandering in a lost land. They need to get some focus back on the storylines. Yeah, it's it's been all over the place here lately. Think you know what's going on, then all of a sudden you don't see nothing going on for that for a while. Now, to my dismay or my my bad credit, I don't watch the internet shows as much as I used to. So some of this stuff may be going on there. But I don't know if it is. It, it, it's disjointed a little bit right now. Right. I, I know I saw Wardlow take a whipping last night like we saw Cody Rose did. I know. and I'm, that, I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Jeremy, let me tell you why I think early on it was so good. They only had about 20, 25 wrestlers that could really go. Mm-hmm. Now they got a locker room and they don't know what to do with them. You know, they, they really need, you know, I think a three-hour raw is too long for WWE. 
They have Raw, SmackDown, NXT. They actually need another show because if you think about it, I was just thinking about this the other day. You look at the guys that you see on 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 Dynamite and on Rampage. Where's Where's Miro? When's the last time we've seen Miro? You know, there's two. It's complex now because you have all these these this talent, and they're all good. So how do you how do you do it? And I, I just they try to stick them all in factions. And I Howie and I have talked about this. To me, there's too many factions. There's too many groups. Oh. It's like, and it's it's them trying to get guys TV time. Is what it amounts to. Uh, and I I just I just don't like I don't like all the factions. You know. All right, Howie, uh, Jeremy, I, I need y'all to get the camera ready to record this, so you can send it to Jim Cornette. <laughs> what I'm about to say would get me in the cult coordinate really fast. So y'all stay with me right here. All right. Go back to the I already know what I'm going to say, but go ahead. I'm going back to the show now. Here we now go. Watch this. I'm going to pick up like we never miss nothing. Jeremy, I think part of the problem is I am so sick for two and a half years of the young bucks putting themselves in every main event. With all this new talent they got, why don't the Bucks just step aside and be wrestling executives for a little while and let me see Red Dragon. Let me see Shane Swerve Strickland. I love the Bucks, but I've had enough Bucks. It's time to go on to the Chinese buffet. What do you think about that? All right, cut it off now, Jim. I love you, baby. All right, what do you think? We, we, we run them. We've run some of the original guys into the ground a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm i not had, a – Had to there. Go ahead. Yeah, you had to there at the first because they didn't have nobody else. Yeah. Really. I agree. Right. No, I agree with that also. I think I think what the first first Dynamite I watched, you know, Cody Law, uh, did he – he beat Sammy Guevara, but he, he made Sammy look good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't know Sammy Guevara. Uh, but you know the Bucks private party that that was one of the first matches. You know they made those guys look good. But now, I, well, no one I I can't stand them. <laughs> I just don't like them. I just don't like the young Bucks, especially this new persona. I didn't like them before, but I don't like them as at all. And I guess that's good because they're supposed to be heels. Uh, but, but but Kenny Omega left for almost a year now, and he was injured. And, and I'm ready for him to come back. I'm really ready to see Kenny Omega. The Bucks ain't never <laughs> left. How can you miss somebody if you don't go away? You yeah. got to go away at some point. JC, that's another one of yours. How can I miss you unless you go away? And, yeah. and right now, we've had the Bucks on every Rampage, every Dynamite. Also, <sighs> <laughs> we we've told this we've told this MJF story about four times now exactly the same down to the lashes across the back buddy can we get a different storyline for MJF uh, uh howie did we not see this in Huntsville about 2 years ago we saw it in Huntsville 2 years ago we watched it on TV last night uh it's time to give MJF a belt but the way MJF is doing business now, I don't know if he'll ever get a belt because of him threatening to go uh, the Connecticut wrestling. Well, yeah. yeah. Look, he he doesn't need a belt though. I mean, he really doesn't need it. This guy, I, I don't I don't think he needs it, but it'd be no. so entertaining to see him have it though. It would because that he is the best heel in wrestling hands down <laughs> this guy i i mean I, I love him but i can't stand him either and <laughs> yeah. now and i i want wardlow to break him in half you know yeah. and so yeah, that's the way it ought to be i want i want i want wardlow to crush him <laughs> at this but point, most he's not gonna do it most likely he's not gonna do it. he's not gonna be able to 
If Wardlow beats him, he's an instant superstar. You have Wardlow on the Hulk Hogan rocket ship. If yep. he beats him, he's the world championship for being over as anybody has in AEW a long time. Yep. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to miss out on this. I have been very entertained by the Owen Hart tournaments. We're down to the finals and semifinals. And I think we looked earlier. It's uh, Adam Cole, who I think is doing a great job in AEW. He feels mm-hmm. like such a better fit. The other side is Kyle O'Reilly and Samoa Joe. In the women's side, it's Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho and Red Velvet. And not Red Velvet. It's uh, Brett Baker and... Um, Red Velvet, you're shot. Uh, <laughs> Brett Baker, who's the girl uh, from Australia that Brett Baker is going to wrestle? Tony Storm. Tommy Storm. Uh, they've they've done a lot of good with this 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 Owen Hart. Yeah. <laughs> hey, both. <of> them. <laughs> I even throw one up for Chris Satlander since she got rid of being an alien. Um, hey, she's she's a workout freak. I follow her on Instagram, and she posts her work at, working out stuff. Yeah, she's absolutely. working hard. They also forced Vince McMahon to give Bret Hart a bunch of money so he won't show up to hand over the uh, Owen Hart award to whoever wins it. He signed a Leggings mm-hmm. deal. Who do you want to see win this at the end of the day? Uh, Howie? I think it's going to come down in the finals to Tony Storm against Ruby Soho, and Tony Storm will win it. I think she's going to be a big push, and I don't. I really expect her and Brett Baker to have a big feud before it's over with. Yeah. How about on the men's side? On the men's side, I think it's coming down to Samoa Joe and Adam Cole. And I think Adam, I think it's going to be Adam Cole winning to go for the title of CM Punk after he beats uh, Hangman. Mm. Boom. All right. Ah. Next question. Is CM Punk going to beat Hangman? Because <laughs> I love Hangman. I love Hangman. I love you, Hangman. But your championship run has been stale. Got to change some stuff up, don't we, in AEW? And, hey, I don't want good guy CM Punk to win it. I want bad guy CM Punk to heal CM Punk to win this thing. Howie, so you think it's CM Punk over uh, Adam Cole? I mean, Hangman Adam Page? I think so. Mm -hmm. How about you too, Jeremy? Yeah, I think the same way. I'm like you, Hangman. I I just well, to me, he's, he, you know, he doesn't wrestle that much, which I I get that. Uh, but on 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 dynamite or on the air, but I just don't get the the you know, Gen a millennial cowboy thing. You know, the pay per view he drives in with a Tesla with horns on the front of it and. He's wearing cowboy boots, but his blue jeans are peg legged and they won't fit over the top. I'm a, I'm, I, if you're going to be a cowboy, be a cowboy. Be you know, Hansen. that's right. Come out with a bull. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I like him. He's great. I've said his matches have been phenomenal, but something about the champion, it's missing. So, right. Fair enough. Is, is he the most irrelevant champion that has ever been in wrestling? No, because uh, that Indian guy had the WWE title forever. Oh, hey, what's wrong? Jinder Mahal, I liked him. What? No, here, I'll give you one. And this is it. And you will agree with Ronnie Garvin. (laughs) Ronnie Garvin was the most irrelevant champion there was. Jinder Mahal. (laughs) Jinder Mahal. All right. I got got one last subject of the night. Last subject of the night. I can't believe we talked an hour. I can do this all night. By the way, I think I am going to get the pay-per-view if we uh we want to get together for it. So I've been debating on it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I tell you what I think is missing from AEW. And I think all the factions have been built to support this. And, and I am a New Japan guy, and I do like the factions. But the factions fight, and that's lost. It's war. It's like faction versus faction war. The, and, and it is mainly over the never open weight six-man championship. 
where you see a lot of the facts and stuff over there. So today, uh, Tony Khan says they've been a trios championship built for a long time, and they just haven't found the right place to use it. I think that that just that would bring so much. Look, my favorite title, other than the NWA World Heavyweight Champion when Ric Flair and Harley Race and Dusty had it, was the World Six-Man title in world-class championship wrestling where the greatest six-man feud in the history of the world happened, the Von Erichs versus the Freebirds. I think you could recapture a little bit of that magic with all these factions. You give me House of Black versus Death Triangle or Super Elite versus the Elite. I think that would hold my attention, Jeremy. How about you? No, yeah, I, it would get it would give them a, a a point or an end goal, so to speak. Uh, some of this seventy three factions. Yeah, that well, like you mentioned, Death Triangle and House of Black. So they, you know, Death Triangle's been in and out. They reintroduce them, and I know some of it's been due to injury and all that. And then you have, then you have the the uh, the the varsity blondes and that thing going on with the House of Black, and and it's just too much. It's like it's disjointed. I think if you had a six man belt, and that you got all this talent, that you could put some really awesome six man teams together if you they're not already. From the fight for your fight. Yeah, goes. absolutely. In Japan, New Japan Wrestling, that never open weight six man tag team championship is probably more prestigiously defended than the tag team championship. That's that's a great idea. All right, Howie, well, you, you you're not usually the six man guy. Would you like that in AEW? No, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Come on, Howie. Too many people in the ring. I'm sorry. You know, tag team match okay, but. Trios, matches, six man. I don't know. It's just, I, I'm a simple person. I can't keep up that many people. Yeah, but how? Let me tell you what Howie's worst nightmare was when ECW brought out three way dances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Howie, they're putting trios matches together all every week anyway. Why not have a belt for yeah. the, 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 so that there's a dispute, you know, something that, to. I'm 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 helping them out by recording the show every every night, and I fast forward through most of those six tags or trio matches because it's just too chaotic for me. I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm kind of old school. You know, you got the five count to get out and all this stuff. You, you shouldn't be in the ring with two people or eight people or whatever. So, you on a battle royal? Would that be less chaotic? <laughs> yeah. Majority of the time, yeah. Royal Rumble's not chaotic at all. Hey, Love uh, it. before we get off, uh, last last subject, uh, I was all for them breaking up Jericho and the inner circle, but all they did was break them up and put them in a worse faction. I don't even know who <laughs> these guys are he's in a faction with anymore. <laughs> Please don't get me started. Golly, bum. I was like. I watched it, and I was like, well, I know that's Daniel Garcia, but I don't know who those other two guys are. So I'm just going to keep flipping. I mean, Jeremy had a whole text conversation about this the other day, about Jericho and all the new names he's had. Yeah, he's he's the wizard now. He was the the champion. He was the demo god. Look, I don't – I want to say one thing, and I'll hush, because I can't stand that faction. These guys that nobody knows, look, the only thing they've got going for them right now is the intro. <laughs> the, the, the Jericho Appreciation Society. For 10 weeks, the symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. That's the only thing I love. I pop, I pop when I hear that. But those guys, I could care less, man. <laughs> I like, I like, hey, they're so, so bad on the mic, they don't even take him out. They just move him over the next. <laughs> it's like, hey, isn't that J.K. Gar? Wasn't he in the other one? 
<laughs> uh, I thought. Oh, uh, never mind. Jeremy, and instead of uh, Jericho being the man of a thousand holes, he'll be a man of a thousand names for it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That guy's got like a chameleon. Uh, man, I'm glad you joined us. We keep this up about once a month. We may have something going before it's over with. Shoot, hey, Jim yeah. Gornett. Jim Gornett. The Young Bucks. I'm with you right now. I'm burnt out on the Young Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make sure i i get that message to jim Cornette on twitter oh i love the young bucks when they first come to america I'll be like, oh you gotta mm -mm. see the young bucks they're the new rock and roll express mm -mm. and they never have what, what they do but dang i've seen it boys let's do something else i didn't like them i didn't like them in tna when they were gen generation me i certainly didn't like them then i don't like them now <laughs> Sorry, guys. If you see one Young Bucks match, you saw them all. They do the exact same stuff week in, week out. Yeah. For Randall Cunningham, <laughs> a member of the Coronet cult of Coronet, bring back, bring back the Midnight Express. Good night, Jeremy. How Jeremy Johnson? I was about to call you Jeremy Hare, my other friend. Howie Chaney, Randall Cunningham, you're off the record. And we've had a good time. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.